Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Intelligencers QPP podcast series, where we will highlight the key changes proposed for the quality payment program in the 2020 proposed rule. In this series, we hope to inform you of what you can expect for QPP in 2020. My name is Tamika Williams, and I support the work of Intelligencers. And here at Intelligencers, we help small practices in Iowa, Nebraska, North Dakota, and South Dakota understand and be successful in the quality payment program. The 2020 proposed rule was released on July the 29th and contains proposed changes for the physician fee schedule and the quality payment program. Welcome to part one of our series where we will discuss the general changes proposed for 2020. We encourage you to listen to parts two, three, and four of the series. Part two focuses on the quality category changes. Three focuses on the changes proposed for the improvement activity and promoting interoperability categories. Parts four focus on the cost category. Let's get started with a really quick overview of MIPS. The Medicare Access and CHIP Authorization Act of 2015, that we refer to as MACRA, requires CMS by law to implement an incentive program, which we refer to as the Quality Payment Program. There are two tracks um, that you can participate in. The first track is MIPS, which is the Merit-Based Incentive Payment System. And then there's also the Advanced APMs, Advanced, Advanced Alternative Payment Model Tracks. Today, we're going to discuss MIPS. Year four of the program introduces a new participation framework. This new participation framework is called MIPS Value Pathways, or MVPs. It will connect the four reporting categories in a way that will link measures and activities to reduce burden for clinicians and streamline the reporting experience. The MVPs would have different paths, which are focused on specialty or diseases, and would include a smaller set of measures and activities that meet the four performance categories of the MIPS program. Those categories are quality, cost, improvement activity, and promoting interoperability. The MVPs would also include common measures in all sets that are focused on population health and a foundation of interoperability so that patients can compare performance across clinicians. Some examples of potential MVPs include major surgery and diabetes prevention and treatment. CMS believes that the MVP framework will be able to address a number of concerns that they have been hearing from stakeholders within the MIPS track of the quality payment program. Let's talk timelines and dig deeper into the MIPS 2020 general updates. MIPS timelines will remain the same. Performance period opens January 1, 2020 and closes December the 31st, 2020. The deadline for submitting data will be March 31, 2021. Payment adjustments are applied two years after the performance period, so payment adjustments will be applied to each claim beginning January the 1, 2022. There are no proposed changes to the MIPS eligible clinician types in year four. They are the same as in year three. So eligible clinician types are physician, physician assistants, nurse practitioners, clinical nurse specialists, certified registered nurse anesthetists, clinical psychologists, physical therapists, occupational therapists, audiologists, 
speech language pathologists, registered dietitians, and other nutrition professionals, and groups of such clinicians that I just mentioned. Definition of hospital-based clinicians is an eligibility change that has been proposed. CMS has heard back from the field and from stakeholders that they are proposing to lower now the definition from 100% of the group to 75% or more of the group would need to be hospital-based. Hospital-based clinicians defined as a group would be identified as hospital-based if more than 75% of the MIPS-eligible clinicians in the group meet the definition of hospital-based individual clinician. In 2020, you will see that the threshold to avoid a negative payment adjustment will move up to 45 points from 30 points. That means clinicians whose score equals 45 will see no impact to their claims. It's important to note that this threshold is getting higher each year. If you recall, during year one of the program, it was just three points, and now we're up to 45 points in year four. And the performance threshold is set to be at 60 points in 2021. The exceptional performance threshold is said to increase from 75 points to 80 points. Scoring 80 points or higher, you will be eligible for additional payment as an exceptional performer. The exceptional performance bonus has increased incrementally over the program years and is proposed to reach 85 points in 2021. The low volume exemptions remain the same as they are in 2019. So it's still $90,000 in billing, 200 patients, or 200 covered services will get you an exemption status. The opt-in policy and volunteer reporting options have not changed. MIPS-eligible clinicians who meet or exceed at least one of the low-volume threshold criteria may choose to participate in MIPS. There is a 9% bonus and penalty proposed for 2020. MIPS determination period remains unchanged. For year four, CMS will look at your Medicare claims for, from two 12-month segments aligned with the fiscal year. First 12-month segment is October 1, 2018 through September 30th, 2019. The second 12-month segment is October 1 of 2019 through September the 30th of 2020. This does not include a 30-day claims runout. There are also proposed updates to the public reporting of MIPS data. MIPS data is proposed to be reported at an aggregate level beginning with calendar year two, which is 2018 data. This data is set to be made available late in 2019. Those are all the general updates I have to share with you today. Thanks again for joining us today. If there, are, if there is a part of the proposal you feel strongly about, I encourage you to submit comments to CMS. Comments are due by September the 27th, 2019, and may be submitted electronically through regulations.gov. That's R-E-G-U-L-A-T-I-O-N-S dot G-O-V. Follow the submit a comment instructions. You can also submit a comment by regular express or overnight mail or by hand courier. The mailing address for your comments and the link to the proposed rule can be found by going on to the Telogen website. That's telogenqpp.com. Again, Telogen, T-E-L-L-I-G-E-N-Q-P-P.com. Don't forget to tune into Parts 2 to learn more about the quality category and Parts 
three and four to learn about improvement activities promoting interoperability in the cost category. If you have any questions, please reach out to me at 630-928-5838 or you can email me at twilliams@telligen.com. I really hope you found this information valuable. Have a good day.